G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Sam Childers, the machine gun preacher. How you doing, brother? Doing good. Doing really good. It's great to see you, mate. Now, uh, Sam's with us for about an hour, and we're going to uh, hear a bit of Sam's testimony and story, and we're going to open the phone line. So if you would like to call in, this is the number, 1-800-316-316. We'll open the phone line shortly, and uh, you can ask Sam a question. Because Sam is one of the most controversial preachers around the world. If you Google Sam Childers, you'll see, you'll read all sorts of stories. That's and of course, what they say. <laughs> and of course, the movie uh, Gerard Butler featured in Machine Gun Preacher was a very controversial film, and a lot of people think it was 100 percent accurate. But there's no, a... it wasn't very accurate. I mean, there was a lie in the very beginning. Yeah, I'm better looking than Gerard Butler. <laughs> You know, so what can I say? That's good. And you're humble too, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I try to stay humble about it. but <laughs> So, Sam, uh, many would have heard of you. You've been on 60 Minutes. You've been on SBS. You've been on TV all around Australia and newspapers around Australia. Uh, you're, you've traveled in over 30 nations around the world preaching yeah. the gospel. Uh, for those who haven't heard your story, right. let's go back to the beginning. Tell us a bit about your upbringing as a young fellow. I tell you what, anytime I share my testimony, I always like to tell people, about my mom and dad first. Yeah. Because in America, so many times when a kid goes bad, most people blame it on the parents. So yeah. They'll say, well, the daddy must have been a, a drunkard or the mama must have run around. My mom and dad both were born-again, spirit-filled Christians. I always describe my mom as coming out of the womb speaking in tongues. <laughs> I always tell people she only sinned three times in her whole life when she gave birth to me and my two brothers. <laughs> My dad was a very hard man. My dad believed that if you don't uh, work, you shouldn't eat. My dad believed that if you got a bad back, work harder. You know, he was a very tough, strong man, but born again, spirit-filled. At age uh, seven, eight, nine years old, if you was to ask me, Sam, what are you going to be when you grow up? I'd have told you I'm going to be a preacher. But at 11 years old, I thought I wanted to fit in with popular kids, and I thought I wanted to be known in the school. So I started hanging around with the older kids at 11 years old, started smoking cigarettes, smoking marijuana. A few years went by. It went from experimenting with uh, different drugs to using cocaine and heroin. By the time I was 15 years old, I was a heroin addict. Started selling drugs, quit school. By the time I was in my early 20s, I was a drug dealer, heroin addict, uh, traveling around the East Coast, running drugs, turned into a criminal. And then finally, there was a day in my life where I went out to a bar, got into a really bad bar fight. And I describe it that night where I almost got killed. Now, a lot of people think, oh, that's where he gave his life to the Lord. Remember, I always knew God was real. I just thought in my mind I didn't need him. In this bar fight that night, uh, I seen people laying in pools of blood. It was really bad. And I made up my mind, I'm done living this life. You know, I believe that it takes something drastic to change people. 
And a lot of times people go to rehabs and listen, I think rehabs are good, but a rehab can't take a drug addiction from you. A lot of times we tell people, come to the church. Jesus can take it from you. He could, but he doesn't work that way. See, once you make up your mind, I'm done. Here I am, Lord. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He'll always be there for you. But you got to make up your mind. And that was the night I made up my mind. I was done. Two years later, I walked into a church, gave my life to Christ, and then it all started, and I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) It's such a great story of, you know, starting out on the right path. Yeah. And then, you know, like the prodigal son, you're you're out there, you're doing all the the wrong stuff. Yeah. But then, you know, you always had that true north. You always had that compass in your heart that was pointing back to God, and you just decided to finally – you know, get back in the right direction. Yeah. Tell I us believe, about what happened after that. I believe that most people out there believe in God. Yeah. But they think in their mind, I just don't need him. Yeah. He's okay. I I, uh, I don't have a problem with God. I believe in him, but I just don't need him. I think that's what most people does. And I did it for so many years. And then finally, when I gave my life to Christ, I found myself working in East Africa Never dreamed that the work would have got this big. We have eight projects in East Africa. Five of them are orphanages. Uh, excuse me. We've built seven wells over the years. We're actually, uh, or excuse me, seven schools over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're building number eight school now. We have drilled more than 40 wells. Uh, we feed over 12,000 mills a day. I just never dreamed that it would have got this big. And so let's just look a bit more of your story. So you ended up, uh, you know, after that that bar fight and coming back to God. Let's just go for the chronologically through that. So how did you get into ministry after that? Because that's quite a You know, I always knew God was real. And and, and what was so strange, when I was uh, a teenager, I knew all the Bible stories. My mom was a Sunday school teacher. My mom, uh, they bought the, the Bible books. Like there was a whole mess of books that had all the Bible stories in, you know, the real old books you'd buy for your children. Yeah. So I read all of them. I mean, I knew the Bible very well, front to back, when I was a child. You know, so when I gave my life to Christ, you know, everything just started coming back. But then I took a big jump in faith, and uh, I started doing home Bible school courses. I knew I was going to be a preacher. I uh, never thought I was going to end up in Africa, but for for the first few years after I gave my life to Christ, I mean, I was I was doing Bible school courses every night. I was going to uh, camp meetings. I was visiting churches. I had my home church. I mean, I was head on into this thing. And tell us a bit about uh, planting a church, because you actually run a church in Absolutely. the Absolutely. How- well, there's a, there's a church in the organization of Angels of East Africa in the U.S., we have a church that I founded a number of years ago. Now, right now, we're in between pastors there. We had assistant pastor helping out. But we're looking right now for our church in the USA, uh, out, outside of Pittsburgh. We're looking for a pastor mm-hmm. and his wife to come in right now and uh, take the church over. Do you but have it's to still have tattoos? Open. Do you have to have tattoos? Uh, most of them in that area yeah. have them. If you yeah. don't, they, they might give you one. So I wouldn't fit in? <laughs> Wouldn't work for me. That would give you one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll pray about that. <laughs> so tell us about the church, yeah. So it's it's open. It's doing well. I mean, it's it's a, it's kind of a different church. You know, there's a lot of people that just don't fit into some churches. 
especially in some areas, you know, and people say, no, no, anyone can fit in our church. But, you know, you go there, you might not be dressed right, you might not look right, and some churches will shun you. Yeah. Like I tell people all around the world is when you start serving God, the first thing you got to do is find a church you fit into. Mm. See, I don't knock all the churches out there. I just tell people, find the church that you fit into. Yeah. And I believe that's why God has all different kinds of churches. Mm. Now, something that I heard you preach on Sunday, and something you said really helped me as a pastor. Uh, <laughs> you, you were joking about how... Where I said, get up off your butt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was it. Thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, you, you made a comment that when you were pastoring uh, in your church, yeah. you would stay out in the back until the service started, because every time you'd walk up to people in your church... Yeah, and say, how are you doing? How you T- doing? Tell us that story. I Before love that. you know it, uh, yeah, I mean, I'd walk up to people and say, how you doing this morning? Shake their hand with a big smile. And these were Christians. And man, by the time they got done telling me how they were doing, I was sick. <laughs> you know, so uh, people got to realize that what we speak is what we are, yeah, you know, and yeah. we, we even even if I'm sick. I'm going to speak health, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> but anyways, I, I don't want to be a pastor anymore. I believe it's like running a daycare. <laughs> you know, you're always changing a dirty diaper. You're always putting a pacifier in someone's mouth. Yeah. You know, now I, I know that was probably pretty bad, but mm. I don't care. I'm leaving in one hour, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's let's move on in your story. So you, you got your church in the States. Um, how did you end up in Africa? <clears throat> you know, it was prophesied over me in June of 1992 is when I gave my life to the Lord. And I head-owned it, head-on, right for serving God and preaching and everything. And uh, it was also prophesied over me that I was going to Africa. And I said at that time, I'm not going to Africa. And it was prophesied I was going to be in the war, you know. And uh, 1996, I started supporting work in Africa all of a sudden, 1998, I find myself in Africa, you know. So I always tell people prophecy is real, and so is Jesus Christ. And so you found yourself over there in the <clears throat> middle of a war in South Sudan. Yeah. And, you know, we all know the story of Joseph Coney and the uh, the child soldiers. Yeah. Um, how, how did well, you Joseph s- Coney was the leader of the Lord Resistant Army. And keep in mind that all of his soldiers were not children. Right. You know, there was many of them that were men and everything. But see, why he didn't have a very big army of men was he didn't have a cause he was fighting for. Mm. You know, a lot of rebel groups out there that's fighting, they're fighting for a cause. So they got men willing to jump on board because they got a cause. But Joseph Coney was just a madman, or still is, because he's still alive. He's just a madman. He didn't have a cause. So the only way he could get his soldiers was he would kidnap children. He would intimidate children. He would make them kill their parents and other family members. And he would make that happen. And then that child would think, there's nothing worse Mm. I could do. Mm. So that was the starting of being a child soldier was through intimidation. Mm, heartbreaking. And how did you get the name Machine Gun Preacher? You know, an, about 18 years ago, uh, maybe a little longer now, somebody seen me 
walking down a road in South Sudan with an AK on my shoulder because it was in a war zone, and I had a bunch of children around me. And they went back to the U.S., and they started saying, ah, that man, he's not a man of God. He carries a gun. He shoots people. And and, and, uh, next thing I know, a newspaper puts the article out. And and it said all this stuff, and somebody wanted to encourage me, so they cut it out and sent it to me. So I'm reading this thing, sitting at my kitchen table, and I started to cry. And I said, God, no one's ever going to have me come preach again. And I could hear the voice of God say, stop your whining and claim that name, that it would be a marketing tool one day. And uh, uh, I know a lot of people say, "Ah, I don't believe that. But, you know, there's a clothing line out. There's a motorcycle brand, MGP. There's a security company. Uh, there's restaurants. There's a, there's a farm, you know. So uh, there's been books. There's been movies. There's been documentaries. And everything is all around Machine Gun Preacher. So it's turned into a brand. Uh, it's turned into something that God is using to bring the unsaved into a church. Most people, you know, there's a lot of preachers don't want me in their church. But if you are a preacher that is into kingdom building, you want to have me come in. Because if you advertise right, usually one-third of the congregation will be totally non-saved. Mm, mm. Yeah. Well, you know, I go around in a bus and pick up people from homeless shelters for church, and it was the easiest pickup I ever <laughs> done on Sunday morning when you preached. I said, hey, we've got the machine gun preacher. I'm coming. Yeah, they all, they all, it was amazing, and so many of them came to Christ yeah, yeah, that's uh, this great. last week. Now, uh, Gerard Butler played you in the movie. Yeah. Uh, you shared with me at lunch the other day a bit about how he ended up having your Bible. Tell yeah, us, tell yeah. Us that well, story. he he asked me. He said, "Sam, he says, can I take your Bible home?" He was looking at my Bible at my house because he came and stayed with us for like two weeks. He wanted to get the character right, and uh, I said, "I said no. I said I don't let no one use use my Bible." And I went into the room and I pulled all my paper clips out of it and everything. And I came out and I gave him my Bible. And I said, look, I said, here, it's yours. And I gave it to him. And he still has it to this day, keeps yeah. it in his house, you know. And uh, uh, Jerry is a believer. You mm-hmm. know, he's a believer. And and I believe that everyone that's in church on Sunday mornings, I believe they're a believer. Now, whether they serve or not is not up to us to decide. That's up to them to decide, or do you serve, you know? And I believe that's the problem with most Christians today. Mm, mm. We believe, but do we serve? It's mm, a good challenge. Well, our guest today is Sam Childers, the machine gun preacher, and we have just opened the phone lines. If you'd like to call through and ask a question, now is the time to call. 1-800-316-316. Sam's going to be with us for another 45 minutes, and he is willing to take any question. Because I know a lot of people have lots of uh, interesting questions. Uh oh, why did you say that? <laughs> We'd love we, to hear... can, we can always shut them off if we don't like what they're saying, can't we? Well, we'll pray about that, Sam. We'll, we'll just say there's a lot of static on the line, and just show me what button to push. I'll push it. <laughs> and if you'd like to watch uh, the Facebook Live video, uh, go to facebook.com forward slash vision radio, and uh, you can uh, watch the conversation over the next 45 minutes as well. And we've got Darren from Rockhampton joining us. On the line right now. Hey, Darren, have you got a question? Yeah, I got a question. Um, the question is, um, I've been serving Jesus too for the last couple of years, and I'm Aboriginal. I just want to know, um, 
well, I'm a bit struggling at the moment, and um, some advice would be good. Some advice, Sam. What would you give, mate? You know, I don't know what you're struggling with. I, I'm just assuming that it's just life. And yeah. the best thing that I can tell you is you have to surround yourself with positive people. You know, and yeah. sometimes we find ourselves when we're around our friends, they're what if, what if people or they're people that's negative. So I'm going to tell yeah. you, find positive people, make sure they're Christian people, find a yeah. church that you fit into, find a church that's fun. You know, church should be yeah. fun and exciting. There's a yeah. lot of churches out there. Now, don't quit going to a church. You want to keep going, yeah. but keep just searching in, until you find one that you fit into. But the biggest yeah. thing is positive people stay in the Word of God. And listen, yeah. you know, you don't have to get on your knees beside your bed to pray. You can pray while yeah. you're just walking down the street. You can pray yeah. without ceasing all the time and get a yeah. relationship with God, and he'll start talking back to you, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Good all on right, you, Darren. Thanks. thanks for your call, mate. Thank you. Bye. God bless. And also joining us on the line, we've got Jenny from Portland. How are you, Jenny? Good, thank you. What's your question for Sam? Okay, I've only heard a little bit of the show. I've only just yeah turned it on a few minutes ago. But my question is, all right, I'm a bit disillusioned at the moment. I have these days. I want to know if you're talking to somebody who's a non-Christian, and they, what are you telling them, or what would you tell them that becoming a Christian is going to do apart from getting you into heaven? I what would, are the positives if, that God offers? Because all I see is some days is you know turn the other cheek, yeah, I, your coat as well as your thing. Be a doormat, basically. I do street ministry every day, and, and I believe you don't have to tell a sinner they're going to hell. I believe that you you don't have to quote scriptures to a person on the street that don't go to church. I believe all you got to do is love on them. Just love them and love them and let them see Jesus Christ in you. You know, I think sometimes if we turn into what I call a Bible thumper, that's where we're quoting scriptures constantly. It turns people off, and especially someone that's a non-believer. The Bible and Bible scriptures are to be used in the church for 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 a teaching to take us further into God's word and more knowledge about God. But if you want to win the the sinner, if you want to win the non-believer, you can never go wrong with using the love of Jesus. Does that answer your question, Jenny? Sort of, but if you're a Christian, um, if you're if you're talking to somebody who has already been a Christian a long time, um, how do you how do you how do you see all these things in the Bible that tell you like, as I said, be a doormat, turn the other cheek, um, you know, lend to those, give to those who ask, mm. lend and don't ask for it back, give your shirt as well as your coat, all that stuff. Yeah. I think I think the biggest thing, one of the most famous scriptures out there is John three sixteen. For God so loved the world, gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. I think that's the only scripture that we gotta tell someone. But you gotta remember we cannot force anyone to serve Jesus. And we can't force them to accept him. The only thing we can do, and and I'm telling you, I think I know where you're coming from. We get frustrated because people don't listen, but that's not our job. Our job is not to make them listen. Our job as a Christian is only, listen to this, only to love on them. That's it.
Okay, thank you. Thanks for your call, Jenny. God bless. Bye. And we've got Christine from Margaret River in WA. How are you doing, Christine? Not bad, thank you. What's your question for Sam? I don't have a question. I just want to say good on him for what he does and what he is doing. Um, if I was there, I would give him the biggest hug ever, and God bless him completely. <laughs> Thank you so much. God bless you, and I would give you a big hug back. Thank well, you so thank much. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. And we've got uh, Emma from Port Ferry. Emma actually gave her life to the Lord through Vision Radio in the last year, and she's been baptised recently. Uh, how are you doing, Emma? Hello. How are you? Any fitter would be dangerous. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> have you got a question for Sam? Not a question, but I'll tell Sam how I went through before I went to church. Yeah, go for it. Okay, before I went to church, I um, I was looking for a church and I found the right church I went to and I've been going to the church and I got um, baptised on, on Easter. I'm working at the church to help mm. Father Bill and that, so... Praise God. I know God's with me, and I know uh, Lord Jesus with me, and I'm uh, uh, happy, happy in myself. Praise God. Keep that excitement. Now, you know, I always oh, yeah. describe our walk with God like uh, stoking a fire. I don't know if you remember, some people still have the old wood stove in the house. That's how they heat the house. And every morning you got to get up, you got to stoke that fire. Every morning you got to shake the coals up. And then yep. you put a little bit of kindling on, then you throw a log on, and we get that fire moving. And see, we got to remember as Christians, it don't matter if we've been a Christian one month, one year, 10 years, or 30 years, we yep. got to stoke the fire every day. Yep. God bless you. God bless you too. Hey, <coughs> Matt. Yes, Emma. Would you like a painting? I'd love a painting, thanks. What do you think of the painting, what I did for for Robbo? Yeah, that was a beautiful painting you sent, Robbo. Are you going to send me one? I'm going to do you one. Oh, thanks, Emma. <laughs> hey, I, I've got to go, but I'd love to, if you if you mail in that painting, I'd love to have that, Emma. Thank you for that. Okay, God bless you God bless, you bye-bye. Bye. Okay, we've got John from Sydney. You've got a question for Sam, mate. Sam, I'm just wondering, what is it that keeps you going? What is the heart? What is the core value of your heart that makes you do what you do? You know, I believe that it's different for everyone. I believe that everybody uh, in the world can have something different that keeps them going. And for me, it's the faces on the children that everyone else don't see. You know, it's the faces in the children on their feeding line. It's the faces of the children on the orphan projects. It's those faces that when I start to get doubt or when I start to feel like, you know what, I'm done, uh, I'm getting too old for this, it's like those faces <laughs> come back to my mind and those faces just kind of uh, gets that fire going again, you know. Okay. Thank you. All right, God thank you. Bless you for what you're doing, man. You're <coughs> bless you, brother. Good on you, John. Thanks for your call, mate. Bye. Bye. God bless. 
And uh, we're getting questions coming in through Facebook as well. So here's one that I'm sure you've been asked before. Uh, we've got a question there. Uh, Sam, have you ever killed anyone? You know, I get asked that question a lot. And first, I want to tell you, I've been on CNN, I've been on BBC, I've been on El Kajir, I've been on the, every magazine from Easy Rider magazine to Inquire to Aaron Horse. I mean, there's nothing I've never been on. And people always wants to talk to me about violence. And I don't talk about violence ever. And the only reason why is violence does not glorify Jesus Christ. Yeah. So if I'm going to boast about anything that I do, I'm going to boast about what I do for Jesus. And uh, what I do for Jesus is I feed over 12,000 meals a day, you know, and I rescue children. And, you know, we still rescue children to this day. And it's a very hard question. You know, people people say, well, the Bible, one of the Ten Commandments says thou shall not kill. No, it doesn't. It says thou shall not murder. You know, and, uh, you know, one thing that I learned here in Australia, Australia got a very good army, very good military, some of the top special forces out there. I believe that Australia needs to respect their military men a little bit more than they do, but not just their military men, their law enforcement men. I've met some unbelievable police officers and emergency workers out there. And you know what? They carry guns and they're born again. You know, so just because you're a Christian and you carry a firearm does not mean you're not born again. And I want to say to all the emergency workers, I want to say to all the police and everyone that is serving and everyone that has ever served in the armed forces, thank you. Well answered, and uh, our guest is Sam Childers, the machine gun preacher. Okay, let's uh, continue with some callers now. We've got Graham from Daniloquin. G'day, Graham. You got a question for Sam? Yes, I do. Um, Sam, uh, I met you at uh, the Finley um, RSL when we had uh, a dinner there for you guys. All right. Um, uh, I remember you talking about. Um, you were talking about getting cattle and stuff yes. at the time. How did that go? Our cows you? are doing amazing. I think now the herd is probably up to about 70 or 80. And it's something when God has his hands on something, our cows look like they're on steroids. And I mean, they're beefy cows, husky cows. And most cows in Africa, the bones and ribs are showing. But I'm telling you, God has blessed our, our stock. Uh, we gave away last year. This goes to show you how good God is. We gave away 26 cows last year. We gave away 38 goats last year. And here's what's so awesome. The goat herd is probably about 150 to 160. And every time they have little ones, they're having twins or triplets. It's like God blesses everything. So the farm is doing very well. The cows are doing very well. But it's just not our cows. We have rabbits on the farm. We have ducks on the farm pigeons on the farm. We have turkeys on the farm. Some of them I'm going to have to kill when I get there. They ate my sweet corn. So <laughs> there'll be sweet turkey. <laughs> um, and the other thing I, I was wondering, uh, you had malaria a couple of years ago. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, I, I live in Africa full time. Yep. Uh, I've been there 23 years. I cannot take the medicine to keep it from coming. I can only take the medicine when I get it. And uh, that's just something that happens to you when you live in Africa. 
it's not it's not a catchy disease or anything like that. It's just something that anyone that lives in Africa has to deal with, you know. And and uh, God's a healer. That's all I can mm, say. Mm. Yep. You know, I sp- thank you so much, Graham. God bless you, mate. God bless. You. You know, I spoke to uh, an American missionary in uh, Sudan years ago named Michelle Perry. Uh, okay. She was with Heidi Baker and Iris Ministries. Yeah, I know Heidi, yeah. yeah she shared that she was sick 75% of the time over there. Uh, there, are, there are a lot of health risks uh, in some of those parts of Africa. I don't know. You know, yeah. every time I get a visa to come to Australia, yeah. you people think I got diseases. <laughs> so I got to get all kinds of tests. And I come to Australia and you people get me sick. Yeah, you know, I was here one week. Everybody's coughing and gagging and everything on me. I come down with a head cold. I couldn't even. My head was like a drum. My nose was kept running. And the last time I got some kind of Asian flu or something, it put put two of the guys in hospitals I was here with. So you know, I think we need to start checking Australians. Okay, all right, all right. Uh, let's see uh, who we got here. We got uh, Steve from Parks. You got a question for Sam? Yeah, good day, uh, brother Sam and brother Matt. Uh, how are you? Good, good, good. Yeah, I've got a question for you. It revolves around some work done by the late and great Dr. Chuck Misler, international uh, evangelist. Mm. He did a great work called "The Armor of God and the Age of Deceit," mm. which leads me into my question: uh, In this age of the politics of fear and great divide, bullying and intimidation. Um, What's your interpretation of Dr. Mistler's work, The Armour of God? And, you know, how can you use it to defend yourself you know, retaliating? I don't know enough about him to comment on his work, but I can say this much, that anybody that's willing to stand up for what's right, I give them, I give them all the honor for doing that. Uh, anyone that's willing to stand up against somebody bullying, I give them all the honor for that. So I, the only thing I can say, because I don't know his work, he sounds like he's a really good man, but I do say, Christians, we need to stand up for what's right around the world, even if it's in politics. You know, every time I voice out my opinion on politics in the U.S., I lose a lot of Facebook uh, uh, followers. But what we got to realize, freedom is where we can voice our opinion and other people are still going to be our friends, you know, and that's that's what freedom's all about. So I will stand up for politics, whether people like it or not. I will definitely stand up for anybody that's getting bullied, and I believe we all should. Thank you so much for that, Steve. Okay, we've lost him there. Okay, we've got uh, Jenny from Crystalbrook. You got a question for Sam? Oh, hi, Sam. Hey. Yes, I do have a question, but I'd just like to say that I love what the Lord is doing in your life, and I think it's a great encouragement for others that anything is poss- possible with God. And um, I'm wondering if you will um, come back to Australia again because we'd like to you to visit us. Absolutely. Now, you can go to uh, Kevin Evans at kevinevans.com.au, or you could call here to the station and and speak to them, and uh, they'll get you in touch with Kevin. I will be back next year at this time. 
so for the next few years, we are booked coming through Australia. Uh, we like to do new places every time, you know, so we don't care about how big a venue is. The only thing that we asked is that you show up when we come there, you know, and people say, well, I don't know how many there's going to be. As long as you're there and me and Kevin's there, we can still preach. Very cool. And once again, the website is machinegunpreacher.org. Yep. You can check that website out and find the itinerary. Uh, you're in Brisbane Wednesday night. Uh, you're at, in Brisbane next weekend as well, uh, around the Sunshine Coast, around southeast, southeast Queensland over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. Uh, thank you so much for that, Jenny. Thanks for your great work, Sam. All right. God bless you. And we've got Anne from Labrador. you got a question for Sam. I haven't got a question for Sam, but... I've already met him and also phone up. He have his book. I read his book. So he came to our, he had it in our church and it was just so great to listen to him, to hear his, um, hear him and everything. It was a lot, very long, long time ago. Lifehouse Church, Labrador. All right. And so it was great. Yeah. But the thing I want to say to him, if he's having trouble with, uh, catching diseases and stuff, one of the things that I find that is good, and when you get older, your immune system doesn't um, work properly. So best thing to do is get on zinc. The best thing is is um, pumpkin seeds because Pump- they're really pumpkin good. Pumpkin tea. Thing. I Take love pumpkin. I can tell you that. I We grow <laughs> that at our farm. We do it two seasons, so we have it year-round, and I love pumpkin. But I never not had pumpkin, pumpkin tea. Not pumpkin. Not pumpkin. Pumpkin seeds. Pumpkin, pumpkin seeds. seeds. The seeds. The seeds of the pumpkin, yes. Okay, well, I'll start eating seeds. the seeds then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you, you, you just, um, I'll probably put them in on in the oven and, and you know. And, and, I got it, yeah. Them. No, you know what? I'm going to definitely try that, definitely. Yeah, and also um, for the other thing, I know the malaria, but most people, you have a good repellent. So take a good repellent because it's, it's through the mosquitoes that you get the malaria. Yes, you're right. You're, and I tell you what, I found out that Australia has some of the best repellent out there for mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yes, we're, so we're the great take, Southland of the Holy Spirit, mate. We're blessed <coughs> over here, I'm telling you. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. I know the Lord just look after us, but sometimes he just gives us practical help too. So, Absolutely. God so bless you. Thank you. And thank you for coming and sharing with us. I, I, I really enjoyed that. It's a long time ago, but I really enjoyed it. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much, Anne. God bless. If you'd like to call through and join the conversation, the lines are open right now. You can call on 1-800-316-316. Our guest is Sam Childers, the machine gun preacher. I'm going to ask Sam to pray a prayer for our nation shortly because I know he's got a, a heart to stand up for truth, and we need that in our nation right now. Uh, so hang around for uh, Sam Childers praying for Australia. And we are doing a Facebook Live right now at facebook.com forward slash vision radio. You can watch in with... Sam Childers, the machine gun preacher. And for those who've just been watching on Facebook, Sam has just announced that after Donald Trump's finished, he wants to run for President of the United States. Is that true, brother? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to do it, man. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I got a lot of good plans, too. <laughs> I reckon you have yeah. got uh, such a heart for God, such a heart for truth and righteousness. Praise God. That God could raise someone like you up Absolutely. to take over, it's to take the happen. baton. Yeah, yeah it's going to happen. It's amazing. Uh, if you want to uh, hear uh, Sam's comments about Donald Trump, you can check it out at our Facebook video. Uh, and uh, hear that there. But we are taking calls. If you want to call through, 1-800-316-316. Uh, before we go to the next call, Sam, I do want 
to mm. ask you to pray for Australia. So we've got yes, a, a Pentecostal Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, yeah. who uh, he's kind of just snuck in in the last yeah, few yeah. weeks, three weeks. Uh, but we believe that uh, God has raised him up for such a time as this. Yes, absolutely. And uh, all the polls are <clears> saying <throat> it's unlikely he'll you know, win the next election right now. Yeah. But we believe that God wants to raise up godly people to lead this nation. Yeah. Would you pray for Australia yeah, for us let's now? let's just pray. Mm. Father, we come before you right now, Father, for this beautiful country of Australia. Father, we know that the Holy Spirit is just hanging over this land, but now we're asking for your Holy Spirit to cling, to cling to this land, to cling to the leaders. Father, the leader that's in there, Lord, the only thing we can ask is your favor upon him. Father, we know without a shadow of a doubt that he's going to have a lot of resistance. We know there's going to have a lot of people that's going to try to come against him. But, Father, we're asking that you put victory on this man right now in the name of your son, Jesus. And, Lord, we're asking that you put more warriors, more people that's willing to stand up for what's right. And what's right is how you made this land. This land it was built by God. And Father, we're asking for you to be the head. We're asking you for you to be the leader. And for that to happen, we need more men like Scott in office. So Father, we're asking for an overpouring of your Holy Spirit upon this nation. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, that is Sam Childers, the machine gun preacher, who's just announced his passion for politics. And, Absolutely. Uh, that, that he, he might be running for a U.S. president one day. Uh, <laughs> you've heard the breaking news here on Vision. Uh, and, uh, you know, you've got a mission in Africa right now. But who One knows of our what... best-selling shirts in America yeah. is Machine Gun Preacher for President. <laughs> Seriously. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, so I've been I've been advertising this for some time, you know. Nobody now you didn't ask me what's the first thing am I gonna do? What's the first thing you're gonna do? You know, I'm gonna make Harley Davidson start building their bikes back in America. <laughs> you're gonna make America great again. I love I'm it. Make America great again. That's Harley's good, coming back. No more China. <laughs> I love it. Okay, well if you want to call through, uh, you can call now on one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen or ask a question at Facebook as well. We've got the Reverend Brian Richardson from Blacktown in Sydney. Uh, hello, Brian. Have you got a question for Sam? Yes. Uh, well, uh, not necessarily a question. I, I um, Reverend Brian Richards, my name is, and uh, I have about 6,000 people on my mailing list. Grace God. I send, I send um, uh, videos, and we do videos, home mm. videos, you know, and put them on YouTube and then send the code to Africa, we have quite quite a number of uh, people in Africa that we we spoon feed the word of God and anything else that we can do to help. You know, praise God. Uh, so we pioneered a couple of churches in mm. Africa without being there, <laughs> uh, knowing full well that one day I'm going to have to go to Africa and say hello to a few people. You know, well make um, sure make sure if you go into Uganda, look me up if I'm there. Uh, yeah. Love to meet you for a cup of coffee, maybe lunch or something. But uh, I think it's awesome, man. We we can never go wrong sending the word of God out and speaking the word of God. We can never go wrong. Yes, and um, I um, originally ordained under Benson Idiosa. Okay, I don't know him. What what country is he from? Uh, he's from Nigeria. Okay, okay. And, uh, well, he, just he, keep up the good work. You know, we need more people like you. Africa needs 
a lot of structure to be built. You know, I've been in Africa 23 years. What mm-hmm. I have seen in Africa is they have everything they need to function on their own. The only yeah. thing they need is structure to be built. Yeah. 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 All right. God bless I'm, you. I've been listening to you, and I'm, I'm quite impressed. Uh, I'm, I'm 71 now. I'm, I'm retired, but, you know, it's not a bad place to go there, I think. Uh, Don't and, say uh, retired. Just say you're a little tired. I'm 56. I'm a little tired, but we're still going. <laughs> Refired, yeah. Refired, okay. yeah. Yeah. Refired. Uh, so, yes, so I could I could could go soon, uh, probably uh, in the new year, you know. And, Sounds uh, good. Uh, and uh, I shall be going to... Um, uh, Kenya, uh, Nigeria, South Africa, yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. So uh, I, um, I just thought I got to tidy up a few things here financially, and then uh, sell it, you know, and get rid of what I don't want, and uh, uh, put the rest in storage. And I, I shall go there with, with just, you know, just a kit bag. That's <laughs> right, wonderful. Brother. God bless you. Thank we'll you be so much for you. Now, uh, now, Sam, if people do want to go and visit you in Africa, yeah. you have teams that, you know, short-term you mission trips. You can go yep. to machinegunpreacher.org, mm-hmm. and there's a place on there to click on mission trips. You'll be speaking. When you start emailing the office, you'll be speaking to the lady that runs the U.S. office, Evelina, and we do four trips per year. The rough cost goes from 4500 to 5000 U.S., Yeah. But that covers your airline ticket, that covers your visas, mm-hmm. that covers your food, your stay, everything for uh, two weeks. So you're in the field 14 to 16 days. That is wonderful. Now, Sam, we've only got a couple of minutes before we, uh, we, we wrap up today. And, you know, there might be people listening that have never heard the gospel. Yeah. You shared before John 3.16. Uh, <clears throat> would you just share what is the gospel and how do people respond? You, you know, the biggest thing is a lot of people, they want to believe and they want to serve, and they want to change their life. But I believe there's a lot of people out there because of things they've done, they believe God can't use them. You know, Sam Childers was the scum of the earth. Sam Childers was a criminal. Sam Childers was a total bad guy. And if God can use me, just imagine what he can do with you. You know, the only thing that I tell people around the world is, what do you have to lose to give him a chance. Let's say right now today you're going to give your life to the Lord. Let's say you go all through your life serving God and you get at the end of it and you find out he's not real. What did you lose? You have lost nothing. But let's say you don't give your life to the Lord. You go through life and I know he's real without a shadow of a doubt. You go to the end of this life and you find out he was real. What did you lose? You lost eternal life. So all of you out there today that's hearing this right now, if you want to make a commitment to Jesus Christ, just say this very short prayer with me. And I'm going to ask everybody in the studio here, say this prayer with me. Our gracious Heavenly Father. Our gracious Heavenly Father. I'm here today. I'm here today. On my own free will. On my own free will. Asking you, Lord. Asking you, Lord. That you will forgive me. That you'll forgive me. Of all my sins. Of all my sins. And I ask this. And I ask this. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, that's only a beginning, people. That's only a beginning. Now, the next thing you got to do is, like I said earlier, find Christian, positive people to be with and find a church. And if you're in the area here, I'm going to be at New Hope on Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. 
Come on out. I want to talk a little bit more with you. But just remember, Jesus is real. And you know, Pentecostal preachers used to spit fire out when they preached many years ago, and they would tell you how much you need Jesus. That's not the message I bring. The message I bring is how much Jesus Christ needs you. Absolutely. Such a good word. Well, our guest has been Sam Childers today, the machine gun preacher. And once again, if you want to find out more about where he is speaking around Australia, all around the world, uh, machinegunpreacher.org. There you can find out all the books, the DVDs, the shirts, all that kind of stuff, and lots of great videos as well. Uh, Sam, it's been an honor having you with with us here at Vision Christian Radio. Thanks so much for joining us, mate. God bless you. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.